What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from WIP Studios in Huntington Beach, California, this is What's Your Position? On today's show, we talk about sugar babies with guest Christina from Agency. If it's my right to taste the riches of the earth, these bitches better be let me work. A private host, a private toast to New Horizons. Never mind what I had to do to get these diamonds. And now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, sugar babies, sugar daddies, sugar mamas. Everybody, welcome. Is that a rap song? Yeah. Is it mm, Cardi B? I forget. Let me look it up real quick. I'm not... Of oh, here it is. Here it is. It's from the song Queeve Herbie. Is that one of the ones you sent me? No. Do we need, do we need to hear this song? We might. Yeah. Bitch, I might. Let me look it up. Queeve Herbie? Like queen, but with a V. Queeve. Queeve. That's her name? Mm-hmm. The song's called Sugar Daddy? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fascinating. Here it is. Here it is. WYP debut. Oh, I actually don't hate her voice. Wow. It's kind of James Bondy. Very, actually. It reminds me of Lana Del Rey. There it comes. Oh, where's that drop at? Here we go. Oh. Okay. I don't hate this. I want to hate it. I do. But My I don't. Are saying otherwise. <laughs> He's doing the white guy dance. Uh, okay. uh, uh. What? So set up the episode, Ashley. All right, so... We're going to talk about sugaring today, not the waxing that one does <laughs> on their vagina. Say, I know what that is. Uh, we're going to talk about the history of sugar dating, sugar relationships. Uh, it isn't just sugar babies and sugar daddies. There are women who are um, benefa- benefactories, I guess you can call them, uh, who want to shower people with their love and riches. Um, we're going to talk about what sugaring is and what it isn't. We are going to talk about uh, a little bit of history behind it and why you probably shouldn't judge it because you've probably done m- some of these things. We also have a guest, Christina, who is going to join us later uh, and discuss her website that she created after a... Not awesome experience on the most worldwide known sugar dating ebs, uh, website. Worldwide. Wide. Wide. Oh, that's not wide. Worldwide. Uh, it's called Seeking Arrangements. And uh, she had a bad experience, as many women have. And she decided to take matters into her own hands and had some investors that um, helped her start this business. And we're going to talk to her a little bit about what she thinks sugaring is. She's the whole reason we're doing this episode. Um, We're very grateful to have her on. Uh, And then we're going to discuss um, maybe why people uh, choose sugar dating over regular dating. But first, I have a tip of the day. 
Yep. Yeah, you do. I do. Yeah, I have do. one. It's coming up right now. Is it? Ooh, gotta be quicker than that. Sometimes I want to just jump right into the tip of the day, but sometimes that just makes me so joyful. If you're feeling like you're running out of time, hear me. Okay. My friend, Stephanie, a friend of the podcast as well, um, her and I follow this Instagram called Moon, Moono Means, Moono Means, M-O-O-N-O-M-E-N-S, Moono Means, Moono Means, I don't know. Um, and sometimes this shit, oh look, it's husband Kevin Weller. He needs his own horn. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes the shit that this thing posts is just creepy. Like the things that it posts, like it's reading my mind, almost like an Instagram ad, if you will. Like it just knows what to say. She sent me this today and I absolutely appreciate it. And I think that it works for this topic, but it also works for many topics. So if the only thing you listen to is my tip of the day, I really hope that this hits home for you. If you feel like you're running out of time, hear me. You're not. That's the story that we have been sold, and it is becoming the shadow that lingers over everything we do. Leaving us questioning, why didn't this happen sooner? Why didn't this last longer? But there isn't a designated time in life for anything. And although it's hard not to, your timeline should never be compared to the person standing next to you. Just because the timing was right for them doesn't mean it would have been for you. There is enough happiness, love, and opportunity to go around, no matter when it happens. Your life shouldn't feel like a race because it isn't one. There are fast days. There should also be slow days where you can reflect and recalibrate because everything you're going through right now is preparing you for your next chapter. Every challenge directly informing the decisions that you are about to make for yourself. Being present will show you what is worth taking with with you along the way as you navigate life because the destination won't bring you peace unless the journey could teach you who you are. And just how much capacity you have to experience change, both within yourself and within the world. You aren't running out of time, so don't be afraid to slow down. Things fall into place when we create space for them to. Wow. I know, right? I like the fast, slow part. Uh Uh-huh. It's good. And I feel like this episode especially is... Can, there's a lot of judgment when it comes to sugar dating and sugar relationships because a lot of people think it's just basically escorts. People are, they get into this and they're like, oh, you're dating for money? Oh, what's the matter with you? So you basically just fuck for money? Like, is that all that is? And I, I see, I, it was very, very difficult to do research for this episode. There's not a lot of research done on this topic. There's not a lot of information out there. People aren't really writing blogs about sugar dating. But, I think it's important to note that this isn't a new concept. The idea of dating for social status and marrying to better yourself have been around forever. And that's kind of what most people date and marry to do. A lot of women would not say yes to a proposal or a date to someone who's 
unemployed or a lot of people like when Kevin and I first started dating, he was not pleased that I had a terrible credit score. He wasn't. He really did everything he could to help me get my credit score to be better. And he taught me how to save money because it's not attractive to date someone and marry someone who can't fucking hold their finances together. Another thing that people don't realize is that extremely, and a lot of these people who are judging, they're not in this upper class of individuals, right? They're not the extremely wealthy. They're the people who are the regular Joes like you and me. And they judge these groups of people for the way that they choose to date. But if you think about the time it takes to fucking date, these people don't have time for that. They have seven. That's why they're billionaires, millionaires. It's because they're busy. They're working like if they didn't meet someone in college or meet someone in high school and then just marry the fuck out of them, like, yeah, they don't have a girlfriend. And a lot of these rich people are tech startup people. And so they're in their 20s, their late 20s, their early 30s. And no, they don't have a lot of time to date. And they may also not have that skill set, that social skill set to be able to navigate dating and uh, being getting to the point where you want to take someone on a trip with you. I think this, if you can understand that concept and that thinking, hearing that, that made a lot of sense to me. And now thinking about online dating, Mm -hmm. it's the average person doing that same thing. You're, you're seeing pictures, you're seeing something that, yeah, you're judging just as much as everybody else. What you would do at a bar, you know, Mm -hmm. like a girl, but a bar, but now you're getting like, Oh, she's this, she's this old. She's into smoking weed. She doesn't want kids. She's, you know, she's, and I know now like a bunch of stats, like a baseball card and her one liner. What is, what's her opening line? Yeah, And they, and and yeah, or Bumble Tinder will give you like, you know, some questions. Yeah. Some fun things. Yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, that's the the poor person's version version of this. Like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. And Thank I, you. I think that it it is a an excellent tool for people who, and also when you're dating on these websites, and I mean, imagine if you were a billionaire, you're not going to go on Tinder. This website sounded really awesome if I was a millionaire. Exactly. I would they vet go people. on this, yeah. Yeah, and this isn't agency. The website we're going to talk. Christina is the owner of agency. The that website isn't the only one. There's actually one called Lux. Um, there is the one that I mentioned earlier, um, seeking arrangements. Um, Fuck those ones. Though. And then the League is actually a Ooh. dating website for Ivy League graduates. So you actually have to be from an Ivy League, which okay. I mean. A lot of these people want someone who can go with them to a party and have a fucking conversation with. I bet you like over 90% of the dudes on agency have an Ivy League degree. I guarantee you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how good this website is. Yeah, for sure. Just want to give some shout out to the... It's good. No, I love it. I love it. Early sugar relationships. So I had already mentioned this has gone back to the dawn of time, but actually I mentioned this. No, maybe I mentioned it in class. The royal court used to be filled with mistresses. It used to be filled with people that the royalty, kings, queens, princes, princesses, would date, basically. But the the king would give those women money, an allowance, a house, and help them buy nice clothes and um, basically raise their social status. And they didn't have to be in the court 
forever. But by being in the court, they were then seen by other individuals in the kingdom. And so they could actually then move on and get married outside of being in the court because they were seen as being part of the royal court. And it brought their status up. Um, the first time the word sugar baby was used was, or sugar daddy, excuse me, was used, was actually by a woman who married a man named Adolf Spreckles, and he was the Easy heir. With that name. He was the heir to a sugar fortune, and she was <laughs> twenty four years his junior. That's not too bad. And he just spoiled her, and so she called. She referring. She lovingly referred to him as sugar daddy. Because he was the heir to a sugar fortune. Wow. And he took care of her. That makes sense. I know. And then uh, in 1920. Wait, isn't that a candy though? Sugar daddy? In 1920. Thank you very much for the segue. In 1925, Robert Welch created a caramel lollipop named the Papa Sucker, which is disgusting. (laughs) But luckily in 1932, they changed the name to Sugar Daddy. I like those. I'm not sure. I like caramel. And then they came out with the little mini bites, and those were called Sugar Babies. Ah, okay. So that's kind of where the name started from. Those are like chocolate-covered. Yeah, chocolate-covered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Dating for status, dating for money, and this is matchmakers. That's what they do. They match people who are in higher social standing up with people who are the level and the quality that these individuals are looking for. If you're going to date a billionaire, you can't just be anybody. Like you need, I'm, and I don't want to like judge people or stereotype people, but you literally can't just be, you, you have to be fit. You need to be attractive. You need to be able to hold a conversation. You need to have flexibility. You need to be clear about what it is you're looking for and understand the expectations of the relationship because this person can't just fawn over you all the time. So a lot of times the individuals who get into sugar relationships are actually more mature and have better understandings of relationships than individuals who just date and go fuck on Tinder. Again, not trying to judge, but... Individuals who have a lot of money can't just go and date anyone. So it's also putting out this honesty into the world. Like, I know that you have money or I know that you travel for work. I would like to travel. I've never traveled before. I'm going to date you because I want to date you, but I would also like to travel as well. So they go on dates. It isn't just let's meet and fuck. It is let's date for a while. Let's see if we like one another. A lot of the people that uh, gave kind of... Um, their little stories on online, they have multiple sugar daddies and that is what they call them, sugar daddies. And they have multiple and they can manage multiple relationships, but they equate it to a full-time job and meeting up with these people a specific number of times a month, specific specific number of times of weeks. Um, One girl said that she has three sugar daddies. One of them is not sexual whatsoever. He can't have sex. He can't, he can't get an erection. So they don't have sex and he's not into, he's older. He just very much likes to see beautiful women. So she she lays naked by his pool. That's awesome. Right? Dude, rappers do that all the time. Hi. And she gets paid $2,000 once a month from him to come and hang out at his house and have a meal with him and lay naked by his pool. She getting taxed on that? I don't know. 
I hope I, so. I didn't ask. These girls are working. I want them to get taxed. And then there's another girl who says she doesn't accept money. She only accepts travel. There's another okay. girl who... I look under the table stuff. Right? Though. There's another girl who was saying that she doesn't want um, any money to exchange hands. She just wants her apartment paid for. She just doesn't want to pay rent. There you go. Yeah. Sounds so awesome. there's a lot of different arrangements that people have made. Uh, I'm going to give you a statistic because I think a lot of people believe that sugaring is all about a an age uh, or like they're always older, they're always younger. So that's going to be my statistic of the day. It's the stat of the day. Ooh. It's the stat of the day. So this statistic comes directly from a website seeking arrangements website and they they compiled a bunch of statistics from their members it's it is the largest it has over like 1.6 million users so it's probably the best one to get statistics from but take it with what you will because it is uh they don't vet people and so there are way more users on there that are probably not technically sugar daddies um according to them the average sugar daddy makes about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year okay the average sugar baby makes about 2800 monthly from their sugar daddy, which isn't going to pay anybody's rent right now. So just pay for my gas at Jeez. this point. Oh, my God. Fuck. What do you think the average... Think probably like, but five, oh, I'm sorry. It probably had to cost about 5000 a month. Is that, the, is that the question? Sorry, go, go to the Mm-mm. question. Sorry. No, the question is, what is the average oh. age of a sugar daddy and what is the average oh. age of a sugar baby? Okay. I was thinking though for the for the babies, probably you need to ask for five thousand a month. Depends yeah. on in what California, you're doing. In California, in California, in California. I mean, you've got to. Uh, this is worldwide. <laughs> you're true. What? Okay, uh, average age. I would say for the daddies, that's weird to say. Fifty. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, fifty-five. I'm gonna go fifty-five. Okay. And the babies. Let's see, even weirder. The babies. Um, twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. We will get to that as soon as we are done with our interview with Christina. What? I said we. Oh, I thought you said wait. I was like, what? So money is already an important factor in relationships. Over 75% of women in a Forbes study, 75% of women said that they would turn down a proposal if the man was unemployed. So don't tell me money is not part of your relationship it absolutely fucking is our culture is shaped by our socioeconomic status and there's so much data on how money affects who you are how you see the world what life you lead your health your mental health your physical health money can't necessarily buy happiness but it can buy a lot of other shit and I don't necessarily think that sugaring is a problem. I think the problem is that most people lie to themselves when they say, oh, I'm going to go on a date with this guy and he better pay pay for what? What? What is he paying for? Your time? Your company? The first date? So you're sugaring, basically. And as a guy, you go out on a date and you are going to pay on the first date. Why? Why are you paying on the first date? Because you want to say thank you for spending time with a woman because that's the gentlemanly thing to do. Yeah. 
that's what's happening in these sugar relationships is people are just being upfront about it. And one person is saying, hi, I don't have any money, but I'm hot. And I'm also really fucking smart. And I maybe just grew up in a divorced household and, you know, had three jobs as a teenager. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I feel like I have a lot to add to this relationship. I feel like you could give me what I want, which is networking or travel or a Louis Vuitton bag. And why the fuck not? Sounds awesome to me. Tell me about it. Couple of tips if you are going to get into sugaring. Um, there are rule. everybody's rules are going to be different. This is a relationship. So your rules are going to be determined by you and your partner. But there are some tips that they have for sugar dating. Beware of the negative effects. So go into your sugar relationships with open eyes and with an honest heart and with the ability to um, communicate your needs. So also be aware that if you are online dating, the chance that you're going to come across fake profiles or um, people who definitely want to take advantage of you or take advantage of this power dynamic are out there. So make sure that you are uh, mature about the the negative aspects of any type of dating, but sugar dating for sure. Um, be aware of age. You definitely, especially the sugar daddies, they really want to make sure that that person is of legal age. The website uh, creator, Christina, that we're going to talk to, her uh, age on her website is 21 and over, um, which I think is brilliant because people don't necessarily um, develop all of their personality and who they're going to be until they're about 23 years old. So I think 21 is a, is a good start. I still think 21 is a bit young. I think that people who are 21 aren't mature enough to date, but whatever. I agree with that. Be upfront about what you want. So mutually beneficial sugar arrangements are only going to work if both parties are open and honest about what it is they expect. And when you're on an online website, the good thing about that is you're not at a bar, so no one's expecting you to go home right away. You can have these conversations ahead of time. Understand the needs of the sugar baby. So if the sugar baby wants to uh, be mentored or wants to have her rent paid, or if she just wants to be spoiled, as the sugar daddy, you need to be aware of what the sugar baby is looking for. Because if you are going into this thinking, I just want to spoil somebody, and that's not what she wants. She has a job. She has the ability to pay for her own shit. She doesn't want you buying her things. She doesn't want money to exchange hands. She wants networking. Both people need to understand the needs of the other. Uh, stay realistic. Typically, uh, sugar relationships aren't meant to last. They aren't necessarily getting into this for marriage, although I'm sure that there are exceptions to that rule. Um, but typically, if you're going to be in a sugar relationship, it is short term. If it is long term, um, it's probably going to be less involved than a long term relationship would be. Uh, so be aware of that. You're definitely going to sign a, uh, what do they call it? A, uh, what's a that contract? Con yeah, what's that contract for a uh, marriage? Oh, an, a prenuptial? Yeah, a prenup. prenup. Yeah, you're going to sign a prenup. Yep. Be confident. <laughs> so that's another uh, reason that these individuals probably get into sugar dating is because they have found that in traditional dating settings, um, they don't have time to bullshit. So confidence goes a long way in sugar relationships. Um, this website says avoid falling in love. Sugar relationships are supposed to be no strings attached. They're supposed to be relationships about moving forward. They're supposed to be about um, 
having someone to take with you on business trips or having someone to take with you to parties. If you're looking to get married, I don't think I would go on a sugar dating site. That's probably not the first place I would stop. Nowhere to look. So make sure that you are going on a website like Agency that is vetting everyone who comes there, uh, making sure that there's no sex trafficking happening, making sure that everyone's of age, um, make sure that the websites or the, the matchmakers that you're using are credible. Be prepared for criticism. Um, sugar relationships are discreet. Like they, you, I've never, ever before Christina ever met anyone who has said I'm a sugar baby. Because a lot of times they are going to get backlash, very much like a sex worker would, in my opinion. Like that's kind of the, the correlation I would make to that, to being a sugar baby. Is Well, the phrase is kind of weird. They need to rebrand. I like Christina's idea. What was that? Angel, an angel investor. Right. I like that. Even mm-hmm. angel investor has some, people know that's money. People, angel I know, invest, I know. yeah. But I do like that. That's what it is, though. The daddy and baby thing is gross. Come on. Come on. Be ready to end the relationship because these relationships will almost always end. They will almost never lead to marriage. Um, Those are just some rules and some tips from one of the only websites that exists about sugaring. Uh, It's interesting that people think this is sex work. They relate it to sex work. They correlate it to sex work. That's not what this is. Well, there's some parallels. There are parallels. It's hard not to. There are parallels. But when you dig into this and you actually realize the majority of the angels or the sugar babies are well-educated and goal-driven. They know that they don't want to do traditional relationships. They know that they can get ahead because of how they look. And they're not just standing idly by and they're actually taking agency. (laughs) Nope. Well, pun intended uh, of their own sexuality. And they're saying, hey, I can actually benefit from this relationship in more than just more than just an intimate way, more than just like. And also you get to meet a bunch of really cool people like that's rad. Typically, when you date somebody, you're just sitting on their couch and Netflix, Netflix (laughs) and chilling. These people are going to fucking. I mean, I I, sounds like I want to be even more of a millionaire now or just be a sugar baby. Yeah, does it go the other way? It does. Not often, though. Well, if there's any uh, angel investors that want to sh- sugar, uh, what's a dude, sugar dude. A sugar dude. <laughs> and wants to do a podcast, hit me up. I mean, sugar mamas are definitely not common. Right. Um, they actually happen the least often uh, of any uh, of the combinations. Um actually more often than even a sugar mama situation is a gay sugar daddy. Ah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the sugar baby is actually a boy getting spoiled by a rich man. Um, and that happens more often than sugar mama. I do. ran into one the other day on a film set. A sugar baby? A dude with a younger dude. And that's the other thing. It doesn't have to always be just because someone's older and younger, that doesn't necessarily equal a sugar situation. It was an older actor that you would know with a younger Asian boy. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds more escort-like. Uh, well, the, no, they were they were friends. They knew okay. a lot about each other. They were friendly? I, it sounds like a sugar daddy, sugar dude thing. So. so they seemed happy. I didn't want to question good. it. Hey. Well, maybe they are. Good on them. 
Seeking Arrangements is the first website that started in about 2006. Um, and it started because this the guy that started, his name's Brandon. He had a very, very successful very successful life. He graduated from MIT. He was extremely smart. Um, he was just very, very busy. Uh, he said that he realized successful men have significantly less time than the average man to invest in developing and fostering romantic relationships, which is fair. I, I think that that's an actually like really fair assessment of what's going on. Now, does that mean that they should have to just have girls who are only after them for their money come up to them? No, but also they get the opportunity to date anybody that they want, basically, because they make so much money. And if they wanted to date for romance, they absolutely can. But not all of these people do. They have all of this money and they don't know what to spend it on. I that's one of the biggest. Look at actors and Hello? actresses. Why do they they date each other? Yeah, because they're just on film sets all day. And yeah, they can, can connect. Yep, they know each other. Like I know what you're going through. You know what I'm going through. Yep, let's get together. Yeah. He said he was building a successful career, but his love life continued to suffer. He tried dating apps, but unfortunately, the only thing that matters in dating apps is your first impression of what they look like. People aren't really going into great detail about who they are and what their goals are until you actually meet them in person. I hate that. But that I'll come across a girl that looks really cute. She has like a bunch of pictures and then no bio. How yeah. who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. I question. I question you. I question. Who the hell are you? And so websites like Seeking Arrangements and also Agency uh, pay a lot more attention to the backstory of a person and pictures are secondary. So it's more about the profile and the person's drive and their goals and um, who they are, what kind of time they have to share with a person, what they're looking for. A lot of these wealthy, wealthy businessmen, they don't have time for a marriage. They do not. For what it takes to make a successful marriage, they can't do that. And they may not want to. That's a lot of responsibility and maybe they don't want kids. Maybe they're young, they're in their 20s, they're in their, their 30s and they're not ready to settle down, but they want to share their time with somebody. Um, and they don't want to just keep banging prostitutes. Correct. Which is totally like a, a, a total option for these guys. Absolutely. And they don't want, they want someone that they can keep coming back to and, you know, hey, how was your day? You know, kind of Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> someone who's going to be there but not expect them to be there every day, right? So this guy wrote an op-ed for CNN titled Love is a Concept Invented by Poor People. He said that relationships aren't built on love, they're built on wealth. I don't agree with this. I think that love is important in long-term, well, and in short-term relationships. And if love is what you're looking for, that's what you should look for. If love and marriage are what you're seeking, then that's what you should seek. But if companionship and exposure and experience and climbing the social ladder are what you're looking for, then that's what you should seek. If threesomes are what you're looking for, then that's what you should seek. I don't think there's any one relationship that is better than another. I think that there are a lot of different types of relationships, and this is just one of them. Um, I think 
rich people can love too. I don't think that love was invented by poor people. I think that was poorly written. He sounds uh, very much like he, um, well, he created a website, so he loves clickbait, obviously. Um, I'm just thinking it's based on sort of like the medieval thing where let's say you're not in the high court, you're a peasant, and your dad wants you to get married. He doesn't want you to marry even someone below right. them. Right, right. So, the, you know, you want to go at your level or above. So I I, I, I kind of get, get what he's saying. I get it, I guess. But if love is what you want, then love is what you should go for. The, the, the thought of, you know, the rich princess, you know, wine, wanting the poor peasant makes a great movie. Princess Bride, you know, oh, it's, it's great. God. But in, in real terms, it's more like the girl wants to rebel because she's told not to do don't go after that guy where she might be realistic and be like, you know what? I do need to, I do want to travel and I do want to live in a nice house. I don't want to hang out with this dude. That's going to be raking horse shit. It makes sense. It does. You want, you want to move up the social ladder, but also some people really want love and that's fine too. It's fine. Either way. I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, I guess the problem is that there is a stigma around sugaring or sugar dating. And I think it has a lot to do, like you said, with how icky the terminology is. <laughs> like, can you can you think of something else, please? Can you just not call them da- daddies and babies? Because that's just gross. That's I'm weird. just I'm not a fan of either of those phrases. Um, but a lot of people associate sugar babies and sugar daddies with prostitutes. And this person who wrote this um, this website, uh, it's actually on the Seeking Arrangements website. Um, they say that the escort industry has actually misused the terms sugar daddy and sugar baby to kind of put their transactional relationships in a different light. And so that's probably why people make such comparisons that sugar daddies and sugar babies are just basically prostitutes and Johns. And how is this not illegal? And how can people do this on a date? And again, I want to go back to the fact that you do this on dates. You buy gifts for women and you are trying to buy people's affection. These people are just being honest about it. I feel like that's, that's one side of the spectrum and the other side is porn. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which is basically prostitution, just with a camera. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another one, the, another reason they say that the, the terms sugar daddy and sugar baby are kind of on the ick factor um, is that a lot of influencers on social media use the term sugar baby or sugar daddy and it's used as clickbait. And so it's not, it's like sensationalizing it when this is just the relationships that people have. Um, and then a lot of people vilify sugar dating, um, thinking that that's not how young women should act, which bums me out because this is actually empowering. If you think about it, like to have a woman be able to say, look, I'm not physically attracted to you or maybe I know that we're never going to get married because you're 60 and I'm 24 or maybe you're not the person I want to marry because the person I want to marry is going to move on a farm in Wisconsin with me like but 
they know what they want right now. And what they want right now is a Louis Vuitton handbag or a trip to fucking boat week in Croatia. And they are, they have enough autonomy that they can say, hi, you're handsome and rich. Would you like to date me? I'm attractive and smart and I will be your companion on Yacht Week. So for the people who think that women are not behaving properly, I think those are the same people who don't think women should have power in relationships because it's kind of the most empowering thing. Interesting. Thank you. Sometimes I'm smart. So this website that Christina started, so I we did an episode of What's Your Position, the very first episode of season two. Please go back and listen to it. It's called Platonic Life Partners uh, with our friends April and Renee. And they have a very large, wide group of friends, very varied. Um, and April, bless her heart, thought that Christina and Jake, the founders of this company, would be interested in coming on our podcast. So we did a Zoom call back in February uh, and they hadn't launched the website yet. And I knew right away after talking to them that I was fascinated by this topic because I only think about sugar babies in like Nicole, um, Anna Nicole Smith. The You remember Anna Nicole Smith? Sure, yeah. She's like the ultimate sugar baby. Right? Like yeah. she got movies. I mean, look what she did with her life. She started from nothing and she basically was famous for a very long time. Like yeah, but, and her own sad. brand of fame her own brand of fame um i only had the hollywood reference of sugar babies and sugar daddies in my head and i definitely had associations with escorting like pretty woman kind of situation but after talking to christina and jake on zoom i realized that there was way more to this than what i had originally thought which i love i love when other when like people can even get me out of my own head then I got COVID, womp womp. Then we had all these other guests come on the podcast. But the other day, Christina texted me and said, hey, let's do this episode. And I was like, holy shit, please, let's. I would fucking love to. So we wanted to bring both of them on. But unfortunately, we were only able to get Christina to come on today. And uh, we are, we're just super grateful to have her. Um, this website that she built just launched I believe two months ago and it's agencyla.co uh, it's beautifully done if you if you do nothing else just go to the website and look at how gorgeous it is it's set up so nicely um, and they're going to put us at the bottom of the website ah! I'm so excited yay um, and it's already has over 500 members angels and angel investors uh, so we are going to take Los Angeles only though. Los Angeles only yeah. For now, they want to expand, but for right now, it's just in the L.A. area. We're going to take um, a quick break, and when we come back, we will have Christina uh, from Agency, who is going to go over all of the details of why she started sugaring um, what her first date was like when she went on a sugar date, um, what made her move from the traditional websites over to her own website. Uh, and then we are also going to discuss where she sees this going in the future. So come back. 
What's Your Position podcast. We are joined by Christina, who is the founder of Agency, uh, which is a sugar dating website. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. I know this is a long time coming. We met you a few months ago, thanks to our lovely friends, April and Renee, Mm -hmm. who did a very excellent episode on platonic life partners. Um, Our first episode of season two. Go back and check it out. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I was so interested when April told (laughs) me that she had a friend I needed to talk to, uh, Mm -hmm. somebody who is in the sugar dating world and you are a business owner and you decided to take your experience from sugar dating to the next level and create a safe space for people to go to, um, to engage in sugar dating. Why don't you go ahead and just give me, um, your description, your definition. What is sugar dating? To me, sugar dating is a different kind of way of negotiating what a relationship looks like. And to me, that comes with a lot of open communication, a lot of directness, um, a lot of clarity around boundaries and expectations. Um, to me, that's really the heart of what sugar dating is. But I know, you know, in the media, it's often talked about as just like money and sex and a younger person dating this older person. And is it always, is there always such a large age gap? Do you think, do you find that? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, totally. in like maybe other parts of the world, but I think, I, I mean, I live in LA, all of my sugar dating experiences have been in LA and I would say like I've met guys in their 20s who sugar date. Um, Typically, I like to date people who are in their 30s. And then you see um, guys in their 40s and up. But yeah, it's all up to you what um, you're attracted to. So I wanted to kind of start out by asking you about yourself. I want to know where did you you said you grew up in LA. You grew up in LA, born and raised. Yeah. Um, Born and raised in Burbank, California. Um, And yeah, my my parents are both very religious. My dad's a pastor. And my mom, (laughs) your eyes lit up. It makes a lot of sense. Um, And my mom was an educator. Um, Wow. Okay. Yeah. What did she teach? Preschool. Um, Okay. She was a director of a preschool. And my siblings? Um, I have a younger half sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, but and you grew up together. When you grew up, were your parents married the whole time? Did they get divorced after any length yeah, of time? Yeah, actually. So um, when I was three, my parents divorced. My dad remarried and had my younger half sister with his other family. And then um, actually, when my parents or when I turned eighteen, my parents got back together. Really? <laughs> yeah. They got remarried? Yeah. And so I think that's what? told me a lot about relationships. And I mean, 
everybody has daddy issues or mommy issues, but I feel like I definitely like had a bit of that like angstiness from seeing my parents go through that divorce. And then of course, when I turn 18, they're like, oh, we're getting back together. But I like, think- damn it, all of my angst was for nothing. <laughs> I think it was for something because it made me the woman I am today. And for I feel sure. like I have such a fire in me because of that. And I had to like be self-reliant and it makes a lot of sense as to why I chose this life path that I did. So um, how old were you when you, I mean, like, what it, did you just start dating and um, you, you couldn't find anybody and you just sort of felt frustrated or what, what brought you to a sugar dating website? What was that journey question. like? Um, well, so my first relationship I got into when I was 18 and that lasted three years. And that's, this was with an older person as well. Um, but it was my first relationship and I just like gave Where'd it you my meet all. Um, just online. Okay. So yeah. you've always done online dating. That's yeah, just Yeah, I go-to. think I've always been excited by the the concept of online dating. I don't know what it is that draws me to it, but I think connection is something that I've always really craved. And obviously relationships um, have been something that I've been interested in after seeing my parents' quote-unquote failed relationship um, right. and now a successful relationship. So yeah, I've always been drawn to it. And you met this man online. He's older than you and you were with him for three years. Was it a good relationship? Did you end it amicably or was it not a good relationship? I mean, you're 18 years old. How old was he? He was in his 30s. Wow. And so, yeah, and we lived together. It was a whole thing. And I loved the relationship and I gave it my all. But I just, I think in the midst of it, I just felt like relationships are so hard. And in my (laughs) mind, I believed it was supposed to be hard. I had heard all these stories. I had seen my parents failed relationships. So I was like, I'm going to do anything that it takes to make this work, even though it was clearly not working. Right. What was, what was it about the relationship that wasn't working? Communication, expectations, timelines? I think, I mean, I was young and like, I really didn't have a good sense of self um, as much as I wanted to believe that I did. Um, And neither did he, honestly. And so Mm. it was just like this toxic relationship where both of us are kind of unhappy, but we love each other so much. None of us want to end it, even though we kind of knew we should. And yeah, yeah, finally, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I just had to like walk away. How long had you sort of how long were you out of that relationship before you got into your next relationship? Probably like a, almost a year. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I jumped on the like online dating apps because I hadn't gotten a chance to really explore that. And so I was having a lot of fun on Hinge and Tinder. Um, and then after going on a few dates and kind of experiencing single life there, I was like, okay, let's kick this up a notch and then try sugar dating. Who introduced you? There's no way. I mean, what did you just, one day you were like, I want a sugar date. Or like, did you have a friend that introduced you to this? Actually, my best friend that I grew up with, like randomly told me, oh, I started sugar dating. And I was like, no way. Like, cause I'm so much like more wild and crazy than you are. And you're sugar dating. Like, I love that for you. And like, let's do it together. Wow. Oh, okay. So then you guys would go on date. How does that no, work? You on no, dates I mean, together? we didn't go on dates together, but we were navigating it together. And we were I really okay. enjoying sharing these experiences with each other, sharing notes and just ah, being yes. like, whoa, like, At what are we doing? At least you had like a friend to like vent to or be like, is oh, this yeah. normal? Is this right? Like, it's, am oh, I yeah. doing this correctly? What yeah. site, what site did you go to when you first started sugar dating? I started off on seeking arrangements. 
Okay. I actually yeah. did a little bit of research on mm -hmm. that site and yeah. um, the owner of mm -hmm. that site yeah. had found it very difficult um, to be a successful man in mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. um, and find time to date people. He also felt like he wasn't very attractive and mm -hmm. that he wasn't really making these matches that all of his mm -hmm. friends were making or that his mom right. wanted him to make. And he ended up writing an op-ed piece that I would like your opinion on Ooh, um, okay. called Love Isn't Real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't believe it either? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I remember reading about oh, this. Oh, you do. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I believe love is so real. I do too. So his name is Brandon and he really decided that he he thought that the secret to a healthy relationship or a good relationship was wealth and not mm. love. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a lot of people have this idea about sugar dating. Yeah that people are only in it for yeah. the money mm -hmm. and his op-ed piece did not help that stereotype right. in any way because yeah. he was basically the the forefront of online sugar dating yeah. um he was seeking arrangements is the number one site for sugar dating mm -hmm. it was the first one i believe in 2006 yeah, that he they totally pioneered it yeah and then he wrote this thing that in C, uh, for CNN titled Love as a Concept Invented by Poor People. <laughs> he is really good at getting the media talking about him. I will give him that. <laughs> what is your take on that, though? You own a sugar dating site. Yeah. How do you explain to people that yeah. you are actually in this for people yeah. to find meaningful, mm -hmm. long-term loving relationships and that yeah. it's not about money because that's yeah. kind of what it is about. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up. It's so interesting because like you can very clearly see how the founder and the values that they bring bleed into the community. And that's exactly why I built agency in response to that toxic experience and community that I stumbled upon. And I was like, wait, there's a lot of really amazing qualities about this type of relationship. And I don't um, agree with the fact that, you know, wealth is the only thing that matters. Yes, it's definitely a part of these types of relationships, but I don't think that's enough to make these relationships long lasting. Um, no. And I think like, especially with the way that um, relationships are kind of trending now, like people are more open to open relationships. They're more open to exploring their um ideas of what a relationship could look like, especially, I mean, like you talk to April, who's in a platonic life partnership, like yeah. people are way more open to breaking out of the conventional relationships, right? right. Breaking and out of relationship norms and what yes. society thinks a relationship should look like or mm -hmm. uh, has to look like. And actually, yeah. since COVID, yeah. the number of people and the number of married people who are yeah. exploring open mm -hmm. relationships has gone up 400% actually oh we did it I know it's so you're right with society kind of changing their ideas mm -hmm. about what relationships are mm -hmm. we are seeing more acceptance of yep. of the ch of the challenging of uh of so societal norms and and mm -hmm. what and what the world wants to see as far as relationships are concerned yeah. um when you started sugar dating what was your first date like 
okay, so I think I really fucked up on my first date, but I'm glad I had that experience <laughs> because I was like, oh, that's on me and I got to do better. So start what from happened? the beginning. So, yeah. so you were on seeking arrangements. <laughs> you what you do you swipe on that website? Uh, no, it's a directory where you can see hundreds, thousands of profiles. And as a new female member, you get inundated with hundreds of messages. And a lot of those messages were very much like come over tonight for X amount of dollars. And so as like a young woman who's like, who knows nothing about the concept of sugar dating, barely knows anything about relationships or how to express boundaries, like it's a lot. And so I think because I was being inundated with a lot of those messages in the beginning, I was like, oh, I guess this is what they're telling me sugar dating is. This is I guess. So you were letting these, you were letting these people sort of dictate what sugar dating was by having them say, Hey, come over tonight. And here's 500. Yeah. So to me, that sounds, mm -hmm. (laughs) it it just sounds like someone saying, I want to have sex. Here's some money. And that's not what you wanted. I didn't know what I wanted. That's the problem is I think a lot of women going into this don't really know what they want. Right. And it takes a lot of like self-exploration to really put into words exactly what you want and to be able to vocalize that. And so I, I kind of, um, I don't know if you're into astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. I like to like go for things and I don't really like, yeah, I go at full force. And so I just, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm down. Like, I'm not nervous. I'm not afraid of my sexuality. I know that like I can own that and I'm down for this experience. Let's try it. Um, and so I did it. And we like didn't even talk about really. We didn't even negotiate the money part. Um, so I just, you went, you, yeah. you found a guy. He sent you a message. We were. I was messaging tons of different guys. I saw one who was like, "Okay, I like the way he looks, and mm-hmm. let's get to know each other." So mm-hmm. we're messaging for like maybe a day or two, and then we move things to text. We're messaging again. Things are very like flirty and heated. It's like not really what you would expect on like a dating app. It was very much like. Spicy. Chemistry. Very spicy. Very spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and, and so then he invited me to a date at a hotel. I showed up. And then, you know, it, it was just like escorting light. I mean, it was, it was basically just hooking up for money. And I was like, huh, okay, that's really interesting. I don't know what this is supposed to be like, but if this is what it's like, I got to get better at this because I don't think I did this right. <laughs> Did you question that he wanted to meet you at a hotel and not his house? Or were you more, were you, did you want to meet at a hotel rather than his house? Does that feel safer to you? Um, I guess a hotel felt sexier. I was like, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. I wasn't like this naive person. I was like, right. okay, if this is what it is, like, let's make it sexy and let's like play into this fantasy. Yeah. But I think that I hate that that is like, the um I hate that that's where my mind went mm-hmm. and I hate that that's where a lot of women's minds go because they don't know better because more people aren't talking about this and so I'm happy to share my fuck-ups um I'm also not saying that there's anything wrong with that experience but I think be- I was able to get a lot more out of sugar dating when I started to change my approach what did you do to change your approach so I I Kept, uh, after that first date, I kept going back to the site and seeing what else is out there. And I wasn't so quick to just like jump into something. Um, and I really took my time getting to know someone. And one person that I 
was getting to know invited me out to lunch date. And I was like, oh, this is really different. You that know? is like, different. Wow. All of these guys are just saying, like, come over. And, like, this person is actually inviting me out to lunch. And I didn't even realize that I could ask for a lunch date. Now, this sounds so, like, stupid now as, like, a 24-year-old with a lot more dating experience. But, like, I genuinely didn't even know that I could vocalize those desires. That, that you time. had agency? That I had agency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, when I first started sugar dating, I was like, the mindset that I had was like, oh, as a sugar baby, I'm just supposed to be submissive. And, you know, follow. That's orders. interesting that you say that there's actually mm -hmm. this amazing website, um, sugar dot world. Have you mm -hmm. been no. on that website? Okay, so they they go through quite a bit of what a sugar baby and what a sugar mm -hmm. daddy are, mm -hmm. and, and what the world kind of thinks that they are. Right. But Sugar babies have veto power. They are mm -hmm. not just passive individuals who mm -hmm. are um, going online to find rich people and then have zero say in mm -hmm. how they date, when they date, what they do on the dates. Mm -hmm. And not everyone in a sugar, do you call them sugar relationships or do you yeah. just call them relationships? Sugar relationships. In a sugar relationship, there isn't necessarily... Um, it's not just about sex. There mm -hmm. actually is oh, yeah. a, a, a world of women who are in relationships with sugar daddies and there is no sex. That mm -hmm. that person maybe physically can't have sex. They may mm -hmm. not necessarily be able to yeah. engage in sexual activity or right. they may not want to. It might right. just be about spoiling somebody or mm -hmm. spending time with someone. A lot of sugar babies are well-educated and they have jobs. They're mm -hmm. actually working, putting themselves through school. Can you speak to the individuals who question sugaring and say to themselves, well, why don't you just strip or why don't you just be an escort? If all you're doing is using your body for money, then why don't you just do the normal route? For you, what's mm -hmm. different about being yeah. in a sugar relationship and being an escort. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the example or like the distinction that I like to make um, that's a bit more clear is like OnlyFans versus sugar dating, right? Yeah. Because you can make a lot of money on OnlyFans <laughs> and you don't have to like go out on dates. Like that's a totally autonomous job. Um, but I think with that, it's like you are this fantasy and you're just – putting yourself out there. But with sugar dating, for me, it's a genuine way of like building relationships and meeting very fascinating people that I never would have been able to meet. And as somebody who didn't grow up very um, well off or didn't wasn't able to like travel with my parents or they weren't really able to show me or teach me life experiences, I was like, I feel like I have to catch up and I want to meet people who can add to my life in meaningful ways and teach me so much more. And so I'm going to give, you know, um, like be genuine and authentic so that I can build these relationships and also receive that in return. Um, I think it's a lot more dynamic of a relationship than just like a, um, just me taking from these people. I think there is a give and take. I think it's very interesting too, because you, you say, you know, these individuals who are on these websites, uh, majority of sugar, the, the majority are sugar daddies, right? Yeah. They're men. Yeah. Um, and the majority of the people searching for a sugar daddy are female mm -hmm. sugar babies. Mm -hmm. um, there is a handful of people who are um, sugar daddies who are searching for 
sugar babies who are male. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are yeah. some sugar mamas out there. Mm-hmm. Um, on your website, and we're going to get to your website. I want to yeah. hear all about how you develop it. But do you see the same trend? Like, is it majority females are sugar babies and males are sugar daddies? Do you have yeah. a mix? Do you ever see women on this on the website uh, being a sugar mama? I mean, I definitely have a few um, very high um, profile women who have reached out being interested. Um, but you know, I think when it comes to women, the way that they like to develop relationships is very different. So even if there was a female sugar mama, like I think the way in which she would approach it would be a lot less direct and a bit more organic versus like a man who is just going to say what he wants. And I think that's exactly how the way that sugar dating was formed was, um, through the lens of like how men like to communicate, right? And that's yeah. exactly why Brandon created that site. And right. it was like a very male-centered way of like forming the ideal relationship. And sugar dating has actually been around for, it wasn't coined into a term until like the 50s or 60s, but mm-hmm. dating with mm-hmm. the concept of yeah. achieving a different status in your life or... Yeah. Um, expanding your knowledge, expanding Mm -hmm. your understanding of the world, um, Mm -hmm. dating to move up in society is kind of what everyone has done since the dawn of time. So the fact that people judge sugar dating or think to themselves, you're just a gold digger or Mm -hmm. you're just after money. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. that's why people got married was Mm -hmm. to go into a relationship where they could be taken care of, where they could experience something outside. I mean, I'm going way the fuck back like way the fuck back to the 1500s like get off your parents farm Mm -hmm. get away from milking a cow Mm -hmm. and go live in a castle and hang out with a dude who has a lot of fucking experience in life Mm -hmm. and can show you the world like Mm -hmm. this isn't a new concept I think the problem is that people have a hard time seeing it in their face, right? Hearing yeah. about it and and understand. And people are afraid of things they don't know and that they don't understand. So, right. I wanted to make sure that everybody kind of understands this is mm-hmm. sort of what people do. Like you're not. Yeah. A lot of women say that they're not going. They wouldn't say yes to someone who proposed to them if he had no job. Money mm-hmm. shapes mm-hmm. us. Money yeah. shapes who we are as a society. So to lie about it and to say that you're not dating somebody because mm-hmm. of their status is kind of bullshit. Right, right. I think the problem, though, with sugar dating is the power dynamics. Um, and so I don't um, I, I don't question anybody for questioning sugar dating. I think there's a lot to question, and I think that's really healthy, and I think that would lead to um, better outcomes for the sugar dating community. Um, I think people just assume that it's either – fully on the sex work end of the spectrum. I think that on the other end of the spectrum is like the marriage side, which you brought up, or like the dating of rich guy, right? But I think sugar dating is somewhere in the middle of those two things. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why it's really dangerous for a woman to just assume that it's just straight up sex work is because there is a bit of like that this emotional um, aspect Um, and sugar dating that might not happen in just traditional sex work. So my pro sex work friends, um, I think there's never a a question in the debate of is, are there power dynamics within just like, you know, a pro dom and a sub, 
right? But people really tend to question the power dynamics within sugar dating. And I think it's because the emotional part of it is very confusing and conflicting, especially for a young person. Do you have any age limits on your website? We do. Um, It's 21 and up. Oh, okay. And I just, yeah. That's interesting because you started sugar dating when you were 18. So why did you make it 21? I started sugar dating when I was 22, actually. Um, And yeah, I just feel like when you're 18, like if you can't even get a drink with this person, I think that's a little off and a little weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I know age is kind of arbitrary, but you know, that's like one thing that we can at least do to as a psycho, as a, as a person who teaches psychology, (laughs) I can tell you age might be just a number that we have created, but our Um, brains don't actually fully form until mm -hmm. we're about 22, 23 years old. So you're not going to be the person that you are. And, Mm -hmm. and as a human being, we shed every single cell that we create every Mm -hmm. seven years. So Mm -hmm. some cells shed faster than others, but every seven years you're a brand new person. Yeah. And I think it's very, very important to uh, understand that you probably don't really know what you're doing in the dating world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even at 21, to be quite honest, like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I was 21 years old, but yeah. Uh, So let's talk about the website a little bit. So tell me, why did you decide that you wanted to make your own website? I just felt like the values that Seeking Arrangements were putting out into the world were leading people down a harmful path. What kind Um, of values? Like just uh, having the relationships only be about sex and money, um, I think can lead to a lot of heartache in women um, and men, actually. And I don't think that connection is actually happening in the way that people are craving, right? Because they say they want sex, they say they want money, but really deep down what people are asking for is connection or protection or intimacy. Um, yeah. Intimacy or um, yeah. Just being appreciated or being able to express your desires openly in which like a lot of other traditional relationships, like you're silenced or you're shamed for having these desires. Um, and sugar dating is a place where you can express those things. Um, but I think the conversation lately has just been reduced to sex and money. And I want it to be something bigger than that because in my experience, it was. I met amazing people through it. I developed real relationships. Um, and I feel like if more people knew that that was a possibility, then um, they would approach it differently. Did you develop a relationship when you were sugar dating that was bigger than you expected? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still currently in that relationship. And I'm I was so say, sad he can't join us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but he's actually my co-founder. Um, so actually, like the two very early on experiences or the two early on relationships that I had in my sugar dating experiences were the are my two co-founders now of agency. Um, and so <laughs> it was like this open relationship situation um, wow. where I was seeing both of them. And they were also seeing other people too. And we were all just like very open and communicative. And there was, yeah, it it was, um, it was a really interesting experience. And I think because we had that level of trust in our relationship, it led to a lot more cohesiveness when it came to building this company together. So you dated two different men from Mm -hmm. seeking arrangements Mm -hmm. and with them decided to start agency. What yeah. are what are each of you responsible for uh, in the in your website? What are, yeah. what are your titles? Well, so I decided that I wanted to build 
a sugar dating site. And I was like, I clearly have no idea how to actually do that. But I have a story and I think that I can market this. Um, and so I like wrote out the business proposal. I came up with the concept around agency. I decided our members would be called angels and angel investors instead of sugar babies and sugar daddies. And then when I was done with that, I called up the two guys that I was currently dating. Both of them were in the tech industry. Um, one of them was an angel investor, a, a real angel investor in business who invests in startups, um, for those who aren't familiar with the term. <laughs> it's an actual term, yes. Yes, yes. Um, and he had built a few different companies and sold them and was just enjoying investing in different startups. And so I heard that terminology and I was like, oh, I consider myself an angel and I'm looking for an angel investor somebody who can give me wisdom, support me, and just um, be this mentor. Um, and so, yeah, he's the angel investor of um, agency. And then our other co-founder, Jake, is the technical person on the team, um, the one who's actually building the site. Um, and he- It's a great website, by the way. It's Thank so you. It's so original. Um, really beautiful, really, mm. really aesthetically pleasing. It has um, a woman's touch. It definitely does. It's yeah. agencyla.co.co. I know mm -hmm. that is weird that it doesn't have an M at the end of it. What is it? You Why know, agency.com would have cost an arm and a leg and we're ah, a startup. <laughs> got it. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Agencyla.co. Yes. Go check it out. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. what is the process for someone to sign up? for your website? What do they have to go through? Yeah, so we have an application process in which we want to get to know our members of the community and make sure that they're here for the right reasons, that they um, that they can write about themselves and write about why they actually want to approach um, sugar dating um, instead of just like, you know, blindly creating a profile and jumping into it like I did. I think being very intentional about it and also, um, yeah, just being a bit more thoughtful about it um, can lead to better um, better outcomes. Um, so they submit their application, we review it, and if we think that they're a right fit for the community, then we'll invite them to do a video interview, get to know them a bit more, um, and also use that as an opportunity to answer any questions about sugar dating or to just talk about sugar dating because oftentimes people don't have a friend that they can talk to about this lifestyle. Um, so yeah, once that application and um, interview is completed, then they're approved onto the platform. What is the most common question you get about sugar dating? Um, hmm. The most common question, I think typically people like to ask, like, how is agency different? Um, or angels typically ask, how is agency different? Um, compared to other sites, because oftentimes they've been on these other sugar dating sites. And I tell them, like, we really do our best to vet the angel investors and to make sure that we're not bringing on people just because they're throwing money at us. Genuinely are like, okay, if I am meeting all these angels, I want to make sure that I'm taking into account, like, what kind of angel investor they're looking for. And if I brought this angel investor into the, our community, would they find him attractive? Would they feel uncomfortable by him because if they do, I don't want to bring him on. There's no yeah. amount of money in the world that would make that work for anybody involved in that scenario. Um, and so, yeah, just making sure that we're bringing on people who our community would want to meet. And 
how do you just how do you vet people do you actually do background checks or what is because on seeking arrangements they don't there's nothing vet anybody yeah and if someone complains about a person it has to go all the way up the chain of command and sometimes it gets lost in Mm. in the shuffling of files and papers whatever that looks like in tech world Uh, but how do you vet your do you vet both the angels and the angel investors or are you just you do yes absolutely what how do you do that So, I mean, I think most of our angels come through application, but most of our angel investors come from referrals. And so I have started off with a very trusted set of angel investors that I personally knew. Um, And then from there, they've referred their friends. And so that always comes with a video interview. And if I can meet meet with them in person um, and just get to know them a bit more, obviously do a Google search Um, before this company launched called Garbo.io. Um, we would just do a Google search, but now um, they're a platform that you can run free background checks. Wow. Um, well, actually, I don't think they're free, actually. It's a very small charge, um, but you can look up a person's name and fill out any info that you have on them, and then it'll pull up any public criminal records that this person has. Wow. Okay, so you're doing actual background checks on these people, and then you personally are speaking with them to yeah. kind of feel out the creep factor. Exactly, basically, <laughs> the like only vetting thing them. I can think of. <laughs> yeah, vetting them the way that I would have vet them if I were a sugar baby wanting to date them. How many people do you have on your site right now? We have about 500 members. Wow. Um, I mean, it's still very early, um, and it's only in LA. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're only doing L.A. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that number to me seems large in, personally, like I think because there's a few million on seeking arrangements, but they're right. nationwide and in right. Canada, too. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you want quantity, um, go to seeking. If you want quality, come to agency. Exactly. And I personally like if you're going to be dating someone who I mean, there's always like levels to a relationship right like there everyone has their reasons for dating whether it's they crave intimacy they crave companionship they want to have sex mm-hmm. um they want a one night stand they want uh, mm-hmm. a seven night stand <laughs> whatever the case may be everybody has their own reasons for dating mm-hmm. i think it's really amazing that when you add this layer of honesty mm-hmm. where you say yeah I I want a relationship but I also want an allowance or mm-hmm. I want um to be taken to parties so that I can network mm-hmm. um I want to date people in the tech world because I personally want to get into the tech world or yeah. I want to go to college and I can't afford it and I would mm-hmm. like to date someone who wants to help me further my education when you add that level of honesty yeah. You're probably also getting a lot of people who feel that they have more power uh, mm. in, in this situation. Mm. Um, so by vetting them, you're mm. actually creating a power dynamic that's on the other side. Like you're giving that power back to your angels, I feel like. Yeah, I think... Um I mean, there's power on both ends of the spectrum. And I think it's up to sugar babies to realize just how much power they also have in this dynamic. And I think the second that I realized that my sugar dating trajectory changed completely. Um, Yeah. You realized you had the power and that you could say yes and no to things and that you could set boundaries. And I think that a lot of women, even without 
sugar dating, in in regular dating, women don't realize the amount of power that they have. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of relationships that unfortunately um, are doomed from the start because there's not this equal force of Mm -hmm. uh, give and take from the relationship. So in a sugar relationship, what does the woman give to the man that makes him want to give her an allowance or want to pay for things for her besides sex. What is it that women have that, that these men are craving outside of a regular dating relationship? I think it's emotional intimacy and just acceptance of this person. I think a lot of the guys feel like on traditional dating sites, they have to like, potentially lie about what they want in a relationship. Maybe they aren't actually serious about like, you know, having a long-term partner or like maybe they're not looking for a wife, but it seems like girls on other dating sites are looking to be like in a traditional relationship. And so they're kind of sick of playing the dating game and they just want to be straightforward and honest about like, hey, I just want to date right now, um, but I don't know if it can be serious necessarily. Um, And so I think there's a level of like acceptance and honesty that both people have. And I think the men just kind of want to be appreciated um, because they don't necessarily feel that on other dating sites. What would you say to somebody who is currently on Hinge or Match or Mm -hmm. Tinder and they're absolutely done and, and they don't know where to go? How did you know you wanted to move into sugar dating, what would you say to these people for that transition? I think if you feel like you're great at setting boundaries and you know what you want to get out of a relationship or what you want to get out of life, um, why not give it a try? Like, take your time. You don't have to jump into it. It doesn't change you as a person just because you tried it. Um, Maybe you'll learn something new. Maybe you'll learn a different way of communicating. Or maybe you'll meet different kinds of people that you weren't able to meet on other dating sites. Um, I think just being open to the experience is all you can really do and just be smart about it. Do you feel like there is any, I mean, like the age gap to me seems like the biggest issue for Uh if I was going to get into sugar dating, I would be worried that the person well, I'm old, so, but if I was in my 20s uh-huh. um, and I was going to start sugar dating, I would be worried that all of the men mm-hmm. were going to be like in their 50s and 60s and then now I have to have sex with a 60-year-old and I'm not sure I can do that. So what do you yeah. see as far as like the age range goes? Yeah, I mean, don't do anything that you're uncomfortable with. Don't push your own boundaries. And I mean, I would recommend don't do it just for the money because if money is the only thing that's kind of guiding you, then it might sway you to do things that might sway you to push your own boundaries because you're so focused on getting the money. So just have an abundance mindset. Know that if you meet the right people who are smart and successful, then like they'll want to provide for you. Um, But I think a lot of the times we come into it with a scarcity mindset of being like, I don't have enough money, so I'm going to act out in desperation. I'm going to do things that I'm not comfortable with. Um, And I think that's often what gets us in trouble. That's fascinating. That's actually genius. Yeah. And that makes so much sense. If you're going into it thinking to yourself, I have to pay my rent. Yeah. Then, yeah, you may 
negotiate mm -hmm. something that you're not necessarily as comfortable with. But if mm -hmm. you go into it thinking, I want to expand my social circle. Mm -hmm. I want to get ahead in business. Yeah. I want to um, network. I want yeah. to go on more trips. I want mm -hmm. to be uh, educated on the ways of the world. And yeah. you can't do that alone. Exactly. It makes sense that you would seek relationships that can provide that for you. Um, right. Do you ever get people who question sort of the uh, misogyny of sugar daddy, sugar, sugar daddying or sugar relationshiping? Like, um, why do you need a man to provide for you? Why do you need to rely on men for this sort of thing? Why can't you do it yourself? Do you ever have anybody oh, yeah. questioning that side of it? I mean, I think I was on that side of it for majority of my life. Um, seeing my mom raise me as a single mother, I think I grew up being so like determined of I need to take care of myself. I need to be independent. I ha was working two jobs when I started sugar dating. Um, I was taking care of my family um, as well as myself. And I was just taking on all this responsibility. And I was just like stuck in the rat race and life was miserable. I was so unhappy because I was just working and working and working um, and not enjoying life. And so as soon as I allowed myself to kind of soften up and just be like, I am going to allow myself to receive and there's nothing shameful about doing that. I think that's what sugar said. dating allowed for me. And like, yeah, of course I can do it on my own, but it's not as fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to date. I'm a young like woman yeah. in my 20s. So why not? Um, and it like, I think I just had like this hardness to myself before I allowed myself to sugar date. Do you still sugar date? I don't, not so much anymore. Um, just cause Jake and I are pretty happy in our relationship and we're kind of nice. unified in building this company. Um, and so that's kind of my biggest project at the moment. And I want, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I just don't have the emotional capacity for it right now. <laughs> and that's great that you know that about yourself and, and mm -hmm. that you found you found a relationship not only that's meaningful and mm -hmm. long term, but you found someone to help you start a business like <laughs> if anyone has a success story from sugar sugar dating, it's you like this is literally Thank why you. this is like the 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 epitome of what people want right. when they say that, you know, I want a sugar date because I want to better myself. Look what you've mm -hmm. done. You've started a website for people and you're doing Thank it. You. In my opinion, I went on the seeking arrangements website mm -hmm. and I went on your website and it is, they are starkly different. They are very, very clearly different websites. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I think it's probably because you're offering something that's a little more niche, a little more tailored yeah. to a specific person. Like, yeah, like you yeah. said, if you want quantity, sure. Mm -hmm go to seeking arrangements because it's millions of people and right. they may not all be vetted and they are yeah. not definitely not looking. Everyone's not looking for a specific type of relationship. Some of them just want to pay people for sex. Mm -hmm. um, and that's fine if that's what people want to do, but you are actually seeking to help individuals have better and more meaningful connections with one another. Totally. Yeah. And I believe that it's possible with sugar dating. And I think sugar dating is a stepping stone. Like, I don't think you should be in a sugar relationship forever. I think 
learn what you need to learn from it. And if you find someone who's an amazing connection, that that relationship's going to evolve into something else too. Relationships are always evolving. Right. And so I think that's something that people need to keep in mind. Um, and yeah, I, I want people to be more open about expressing their own desires. I want them to be open with each other about communicating those things. And I think sugar dating really allows for you to learn those lessons. That's amazing. I really am so thankful that you took time to talk to us about your your new venture and your website. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that you are already taking off. You have so many people already. 500 people on your site is incredible. One more time, it's agencyla.co. And it's a different way to think about relationships. It's it's a beautiful thing to like open your mind and uh, understand that that there's other types of relationships out there in the world and you don't have to just judge that book by its cover. It's uh, everyone dates for their own reasons and uh-huh. don't even pretend that money isn't <laughs> one of the reasons. Cause it is. is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to say before we go? Sure. Yeah. Um, we have a podcast called the angel playbook, which we talk about sugar dating, unconventional relationships, starting a business, just going after life in the most badass way possible. Um, it's on (laughs) Spotify and the podcast app. Um, so that's the angel playbook. And then if you want to keep up with us, um, you can check us out on TikTok. So I'm at Christina.dates. I have tons of videos on sugar dating. Um, and then we're also on Instagram at agencyla.co. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yay. I had so much I'm, fun. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for coming on our show. Uh, and thank you so much for what you do. I think that what you're doing is is really brave and really beautiful. And I appreciate anybody who spreads love in any way. So yeah. I, I'm appreciative of you. And uh, say hi to Jake for me. <laughs> I will. I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Okay. Talk soon. Welcome back, fellow humans. I really like talking to Christina. She's so smart. Super sweet. It was a really good interview, yes. I know. We appreciate her time. I did too. I learned a lot from her. Um, Wanted to go over what the definition of agency is because I think that her play on words is fucking brilliant. So the definition, her website again is agencyla.co. Agency is the capacity, condition, or state of acting or exerting power. It is also a person or thing with which power is exerted or is an, an end is achieved. It is also an establishment engaged in doing business for one another. Perfect. I can't, like, the way that she, that's a brilliant name for a dating app yeah. for sugar for sugar dating. I think that's brilliant. And I love that she uses the term angel investor and angel instead of sugar daddy and sugar baby. I think that she's trying to elevate this right. um, to a much classier and more palatable place. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she is so classy. Like she's just a classy broad. We love her. <laughs> uh, statistic of the day was what is the average age of a sugar daddy and a sugar baby? Uh, the average age of a sugar daddy right now on seeking arrangements, unfortunately, the only website that we have access to statistics for, um, is 38. Really? Average age of a sugar daddy is 38 years old. Huh. 
Average age of a sugar baby is 25. So you hit that one Boom. right on the fucking head, bro. Boom. 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 One other thing I wanted to go over is life is fucking expensive and we have not made it any easier for people. Um, so again, more statistics from um, that website that we shall not name because it's not agency. Uh, but they actually, if you're a student, they have you register with your school email so they can actually pull a bunch of data from their uh, users. Thankfully, I love data. And I'm going to list the top 10 colleges that have sugar babies attending them. Now, again, some people are going to be judgy and be like, oh, if you're going to that kind of school, why do you need a sugar daddy? It's called scholarships, Bob. And that's why. Um, a lot of people pay their own way through school and it is expensive. And with rent prices going up, price of gas going, I mean, life is hard. Life is expensive. And a couple of these um, young ladies gave some interviews. Um, one woman said, I like men that are higher caliber than the average college student. So that's what I'm looking for. Another one says, I was in need of financial help. Uh, I really wasn't looking to have a commitment because I'm in college Basically, he just paid my bills and took me anywhere I wanted to go. Mexico and the Bahamas. Um, I, why the fuck not, man? But for sex, right? I don't know. I mean, they never mentioned that part, but it's like, well, you're in, supposed to assume But in that, every relationship, don't you have sex? Like, if you're going to date somebody. Well, in some of these, it's like the laying naked, naked, naked. Well, yeah, but, but, I'm, but what I'm saying is these people aren't going they're not having one night stands and getting paid for them. These, they are right. having a relationship. They text one another. That's a difference. Yeah. They are going on dates with these people. They are celebrating milestones, birthdays, holidays. These aren't one time prostitutes. These people are in a relationship with one another. So yeah, there's probably sex because that's what's in and out. Like, and the funny thing is they probably have better sex than a regular relationship. Like it's probably super hot. I don't know. I should have asked her that. How's the sex? God damn it. I fucked that Rapidly. up. Fucking rookie status over here. So here's the top 10. This was done in 2020. So this is the top 10 colleges um, that are registered on seeking arrangements. Georgia State, number one. University of, of Central Florida, number two. University of Alabama, Florida State University, and University of Florida round out the top five. Florida, what's going on? Just the <laughs> South in general. What's going on? <laughs> Wow. Number six is Rutgers. That's an expensive fucking school. Where's that one at? North, uh, East Coast. Okay. Un Cal State Fullerton is number seven. Huh. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh, University of Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. University. Okay. That should be that further up on the list. <laughs> University of North Texas and University of Missouri round out the top ten. Huh. But Florida, what's going on? Georgia, too. Georgia, but there's four Florida schools in the top 10. Georgia's number one. Georgia is number one, which I'm fine with. Um, but yeah, that's... You got some sweet peaches out there. Atlanta, stop peaches. it. <laughs> Atlanta is an expensive city, apparently. Um, look, you want to go on online dating? Go online dating. That's what you. If that's what you are into, that's what you should do. If you want to try to find a relationship... With somebody, you're going to ask them about their job at some point. You're going to have a money conversation at some point. And if a woman met a guy on Match and found out he was a billionaire and she wasn't, there would definitely be a moment in her mind where she would think to herself, I got to hold on to this guy. 
even if she wasn't. And he's like, I need to talk to my lawyers. Right. <laughs> like she just wants to be spoiled. People want things bought. I, people like gifts. Fuck. Even in like an average household. Yeah. yeah. You're, I'm buying shit for Kevin. He buys stuff. From, you ever get in an argument with somebody and buy them something to make up for it? You better have to say you're sorry and you buy somebody oh. something. Flowers. Do you ever want to like get a blowjob so you take your wife to a really nice dinner? Like exchange of goods and services takes place in every relationship. People in the sugaring community are just doing so without any lies. Yeah. They're being upfront about it. And I, I bet you that relationship satisfaction, it, when they're in that relationship, if both people are honest, both people are upfront, both people know what to expect, I bet you the relationship satisfaction is actually higher in those sugaring relationships, I would think. I would think so as well. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating topic. I'm so excited that we got to talk to Christina from Agency LA. I'm super excited that we got to witness the transformation from um, the idea portion of a business into reality. I think that's very cool. Uh, check out the website. If, if for nothing else than to um, just support her and, and just see how cool her fucking website is. The coolest website I've ever been on. Um, the way it moves. It's like it all moves in different ways and you can, it's like a choose your own adventure website. It's very interesting. Speaking of websites, check us out on Instagram at What's Your Position podcast. Uh, you can call us at 513-69-69-6. Thank you so much for joining us on this sugar journey. Uh, I hope you learned something. I hope you found some agency within yourself to maybe have better communication in your relationships. Um, if you have an experience sugaring, let us know. Call us. Drop me a line on Instagram. Email us at whatsyourpositionpodcast at gmail.com. Anything you want to say? Uh, Hollywood Helps. Uh, at Hollywood Helps. It's a group I'm friends with, and they pick up craft services from film sets and give it to needy people. That's nice. Nice little plug. I do like them. I like them. Parker and Dre. Thanks, Parker and Dre. Uh, unofficial sponsor, Kaiser. Oh, no, that was the last. Well, we'll do it again. Unofficial sponsor, Kaiser. Um, an official sponsor, Four Sons. Thank you for being you and being wonderful. We should get back there and do an episode there soon. We should, because I feel bad that we're dr not drinking them right now. I do too. We're not going to mention the drinks. No, we aren't. Cause they're, they're delicious, but they, well, I mean, they're, not they, four, they're not Four Sons. They're white cloth. They're really good. Shut up. Sorry. Love you all so much. Stay safe. Stay kind. Stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.